hey what's up guys so this this recording is done after the interview but i just want to talk about a few things before the interview begins because me and brad we experience a shit load of technical difficulties (laughs) so the interview had to be cut short but i just want to talk about what actually is eft before the interview begins so you guys get a better idea of what we're talking about here so eft so we have meridian points in our body and i'm not an expert of eft by any means i just had success with it (laughs) so these terms um just look them up afterwards i really encourage you to look it up because um I'm not an expert here, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> so we have, I think they're called meridian points in our body. And it's like, think of acupuncture, right? Like you put needles in specific points in your body and they're called meridian points. You have like a whole system of these things. And when we tap on this these points, it releases energy it releases stress it releases uh just uh blockages right so with eft what's so great about it is you can address your inner subconscious issues um you can address those deeply trapped emotions within you and so let's say i have um uh like I have trouble loving myself. Um, I feel like I'm not good enough. So you, I can go to a memory, you know, kind of find the root cause, the root memory or whatever, and then do this certain tapping, um, just tap on certain points in my body and do the EFT procedure. And you do this consistently and and boom, it's a clearing technique. So you do this the right way and you can remove these heavy limiting beliefs and these heavy traumas that we carry. So it's very, very powerful. Um, It's been around for a while and it's just, it's one of the many techniques that works to clear your subconscious blockages. And it's very important to clear your subconscious blocks because our subconscious programs run our lives for the most of us 95% of our day is ran by our subconscious so we do the same things every day and we live and relive the same traumas every single day right so if you're tired of being traumatized if you're tired of the same negative emotions that is stopping you from taking it to the next level, I highly recommend you to look into some clearing techniques. It doesn't have to be EFT, but EFT works. And it's one of the many clearing techniques. So for me, um, in a span of a year or two, I've managed to just dig really deep into my subconscious look at all my thought patterns, my emotional patterns, and you, and we're, I worked with coaches. That's why it was so effective. That's why um, 
I've been able to have a lot of success in my life. I've only worked with coaches early on for like a year and a half. And then I was on my own and just doing my own stuff. But that time was really valuable because I was able to have people who are really, really knowledgeable uh, take a look at my subconscious and help me deal with all these emotions. And um, this works for anything. If you want to lose weight, um, I was dealing with a, with a broken heart. You know, I was dealing with a lot of shit and um, a lot of like not feeling good enough. Just everything like I'm the opposite of what I am today. I never imagined that life can be this fucking good. Not this quick. My birthday's in a few days. I'm about to turn 20, and I'm, I'm, my internal state is amazing. So, but yeah, it was a lot of work, um, but you just do it consistently, and we can easily rewire our subconscious back to the natural state of love and abundance, right? Life, it feels different when your subconscious is healed so yeah check it out and thank you for listening i love you and you're the best and brad's the best too for doing this with me all right i'm just gonna introduce you really quick um all right so i have brad yates on my podcast and i'm very excited for this because like I was telling him, I, I've been following his work, watching his YouTube videos since I was in high school. And when I, I you know, at a time I was a teenage kid dealing with a lot of emotions, especially with not feeling good enough. And honestly, just all sorts of limiting beliefs and just limiting self-sabotaging emotions and behaviors. And this is a man right here who I buy his book and follow his uh, material and his tapping, and that has helped me tremendously. So welcome, Brad. Oh, my pleasure, Andy. I'm very happy to know that my work has been so helpful. <laughs> so I want to ask you, um, after high school, I kind of, um, you know, I kind of stopped following people on, on YouTube and just kind of like went away from that. So I was kind of wondering, since what, like since 2014, 2013, um, what has changed for you? Like how, what have you been doing? <laughs> uh, well, a lot of the same in, in those last that's five years now. Uh, you know, a lot of the same in terms of posting more videos. I uh, yep. have a lot more videos on YouTube since then. <laughs> uh, and you know, traveling around, I'm very fortunate that because of doing the videos on YouTube and those reaching people around the world, I've been able to go and present workshops in all kinds of different places. And I've got several more coming up. Uh, I last In the last six months, I was in uh, Australia, Canada. I'll be back in Canada later this year. I'll be back in the UK. I'm going to Russia for the very first time in a few months. Ooh. So uh, different places around the U.S. So that's the thing is just continuing to get out and, and be able to reach people one um, you know live and in person. So 
what do you teach in these workshops? What happens in these uh, events? So just like in the in the videos where I have certain topics that you know that I think of that I think okay this is something that someone would uh, you know might be dealing with like having trouble getting to sleep or being resistant to making more money or struggling with a breakup or struggling with taking tests so just looking at those different things and then coming up with a tapping round that's you know 5 to 10 minutes long in a live workshop, I get to actually work with live people about what's going on for them. So I always start the workshop by saying, imagine yourself living the life you really want, being as successful as you imagine, whether that's you know personally or professionally, with your physica, uh, physical issues, your financial issues. And then I ask them, what's, what comes up? What comes up emotionally? What thoughts and beliefs come up as to why you couldn't or shouldn't do it? And then I work with them right then and there, and I tailor the video or tailor the tapping rounds to have something to do with what that person is going through, but also in a way that will be relevant for most, if not everyone else, in the audience. Yeah. What? How are you? Um, what's your strategy to um, finding just the prop, the, the root issue? You know, is it emotions, or how are you able to? Oh, you know, I just have a knack for it, Andy. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a, a matter of, uh, you know, part of it is my own intuition, but part of it also is just getting the feedback from folks. I mean, that's what's different about when I work with someone live, either on a teleclass or in a private session, or when I'm working with people in a group workshop and I actually have live people to work with, as opposed to when I'm shooting my videos alone in my office. Uh, so I'm able to get feedback from them and have them say, oh, well, you know, I have this uh, issue with relationships and it's because of this fight that I had with somebody, you know, 10 years ago. And so I might just start with, oh, okay, uh, let's tap on, even though I had this fight 10 years ago. And so we'd get in touch with what was going on. And so I'll single out, you know, with each of the tapping rounds, um, generally one person. I might get feedback from a couple of other people, but generally it's with one person. But there's generally a way to phrase it uh, or a lot of the things that come up such that it will benefit the majority of the group. And, you know, so often it happens that someone will say, oh, that person just said exactly what I'm going through. Yeah. You know, we we gather together in a, in a certain way. And there's a great thing about tapping that... Uh, phenomenon called borrowing benefits, where I can be tapping on an issue. Let's say you're there in a live workshop and you bring up something about, uh, oh, you know, I'm having this issue with this particular person and we could be tapping on it. And somebody else in the group could be thinking about some totally unrelated issue. It may just be, oh, you know what? I'm dealing with, um, some car trouble and just, you know, I'm just really frustrated with stuff going on with my car. And uh, as they tap through along with what we're tapping on, they're still going to get benefit. So we borrow benefits from other people's tapping around. So as, as long as everyone's tapping and generally in, in the workshop, everybody in the group is tapping, whether it's just a few of us or a couple hundred of us, 
and everyone is getting some kind of benefit, even if the tapping um, round, the subject of it, isn't exactly something that they're going through. Yeah. So do you find that people tend to have a lot of the same core issues? Yeah, you know, there are certainly a lot of similarities. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of stuff comes up. A huge one for a lot of people is the um, is the issue of worthiness. Probably more than anything, is a sense that people have that they are um, that they're not good enough. So that's that's one that comes up a lot. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people have the same kind of money issues. You know, most people say they want to have more money, but most of us have a lot of programming about money that is not uh, real positive. <laughs> you know, rich people are evil and greedy. Money is more trouble than it's worth. The more I have, the more danger I'm in because people are going to want to steal it or the tax people are going to try to take it away or whatever it might be. And so unconscious consciously we say, I want more money, but unconsciously we're like, you know, I want to have as little money as possible. You know, it's the less money I have, the safer I am, the better off I am, the more of a good person I am, et cetera, et cetera. And so this, the, there's a lot of um, similar, scene, uh, uh, similar themes amongst people around money, around relationships. You know, I, I shouldn't have nice things because other people in my life don't have nice things and I don't want them to be jealous of me. My family will be upset if I have good things, and so there are a lot of uh, a lot of the same themes play out over and over with with most, if not all, people. I mean, you heard it all. <laughs> you, you heard every limiting belief out there. I swear, <laughs> dealing with all these people. Uh, I heard a few things in my time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, nowadays, uh, we can or I can laugh about these things, um, but. Man, just a few years back, I was just dealing with these hardcore, you know, just uh, with my environment, you know, going through school uh, and with parents who have a very, oh, I'm Chinese, obviously, but with the Chinese, old school Chinese uh, mindset, it's like everything was scarce. It was the, mindset, the mindset was just always scarcity. And so, yeah, um, when, when people let's take money for example when you clear the blocks of uh money for example then um then what happens like um do we have to add positive beliefs about um money as well or is it that once we really clear a lot of this these negative beliefs that we naturally just are able to uh, you know achieve success yeah, I'll I'll often have people say positive money affirmations. Uh, part of that is that a lot of us have learned positive money affirmations, and we try to say them. And the problem is that while we're saying them, our conscious mind might say, "Oh yeah, that's awesome," but our conscious mind is like five to ten percent of our mind. The other ninety to ninety-five percent is our unconscious mind that may be saying. Oh, that's nuts. That's in, I'm not worthy of the money. It's uh, I don't want to be greedy. I don't want to be a bad person. I don't like people who have a lot of money and all this other stuff. And so we protect ourselves. So uh, what I often say is that self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. Yeah. 
So when we sabotage ourselves financially, we're protecting ourselves. So my, my belief is that we are naturally in tune with abundance. We are naturally, we naturally have a desire to share our gifts and talents for which we are compensated financially and otherwise. So as we clear away our limiting beliefs about money, we naturally find ourselves doing those things that attract more money. We naturally find ourselves making healthier financial choices. You know, we may not choose to go into the stock market and get involved in all that kind of stuff, but we're going to be more uh, sensible about how we spend money, how we save money, and and how we allow money to show up and how you know we earn money and yeah. we'll you know say, wow, I am worthy of making this much money. And so the money will start to show up and we will naturally take better care of it. With my audience, I do have a more spiritual audience and something that um, I think I well, I teach is that, like you said, um, this abundance is kind of like, for me, it's the universe we live in. It's, uh, it's very yes. abundant. It's, I, yeah, I, we, I get pretty spiritual, um, but. Yeah. Which is awesome. And that's the, and this thing is that so many people have this idea that that money and spirituality can't coexist that the real a really spiritual person is somebody who has you know absolute poverty and i say spirit is not about lack when you go out at night and you look up at the stars there's not just three stars in the sky when you go to the go to the beach and you look at the ocean you don't see just a few drops of water even if you go out to a sparse desert it's chock full of sand and rocks and abundance is the nature of the universe. So to, so to me, it's not by forcing ourselves to block abundance is cutting ourselves off from spirit. Now that's not to say, you know, there are then you'll have the, the people who say, Oh yes, you have to be rich to be spiritual because God wants you to be rich. Well, you know, I, I don't think God wants saying God is, However, you define God is is okay. God will create whatever God wants. It, there's not a, there's yeah. not a need for us to to get rich to to please God, but we don't need to avoid and and say no. We don't. So we don't. To me, everything is energy. Yes. The universe doesn't see a difference between money and stars and water in the ocean, or you know, we don't. We don't walk along a, um, the street and see a tree and go, oh, I should only see three or four leaves. I shouldn't see all the leaves. That's too much for me. But we do that with money. We have these, these rules that are just picked up and they're just beliefs that people have, uh, that have created. And, you know, we wouldn't say, oh, well, if I'm a really spiritual person, I will only look at three leaves on the tree and I won't look at the whole tree. But it's the, it's the same with money. And that's not to say, you know, if someone prefers a more minimal life, that's awesome. That's not to say that we should be um, hoarding or trying to have this or that. It's, it's a matter of not convincing ourselves that, that somehow the universe, God, spirit is upset with us if we experience abundance, financially or otherwise. Wow, Brad, I didn't... I didn't know that you had a much more spiritual side than um, <laughs> what you show in a lot of the videos. Because uh, when I watch the videos, I'll ask 
if he has any type of, you know, extra spirituality to him that, you know, um, that <laughs> you don't talk about. I'm, I'm kind of, I, I, I wonder which videos you're watching. I like to think that it comes out in, uh, in a lot of them. Because um, I, I do consider myself a very uh, spiritual person. I, you know, feel that I'm, I'm on, I, I work for, uh, you know, I use the term God. I know a lot of people, you know, are uncomfortable with that, but for me, it's you know, uh, that's who I work for. <laughs> so. maybe, maybe, maybe that's just when I was younger, uh, or I'm just I was watching very specific videos, and um, I don't know. I guess uh, I just never uh, like perceived, or uh, <laughs> at the time, I wasn't very spiritual <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, man, if I probably I should um, post some of your stuff and realize, wow, with this new mindset, I'm like, wow, yeah. probably. But yeah, um, I'm glad to set the record straight. Okay, okay. Well, because <laughs> um, I see you. I saw you do um, an interview with uh, what is it? M NBC Sports or uh, was that not you? Uh, the, the, from uh, no, I wish I had. No, I, I can't remember his name. I know it's you. <laughs> you don't remember? I I haven't done an interview with for in, NBC Sports. Um, One of those type of. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 um, Dave Meltzer from Sports One Marketing. Yeah. For um, yeah, yeah, for the playbook um, for. Um, Entrepreneur Magazine. Gotcha. Yeah. Playbook. Well, That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I guess I watched. I'm just not coming across your spiritual videos, or I'm. Just, I just. <laughs> I, I definitely do. I definitely definitely did watch your videos, Brad. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, Andy. You know, I'll just I'll just tap, even though Andy doesn't really watch my videos. <laughs> okay. So, something I really want to uh, talk to you about is. Joe Vitale, how did you end up linking up with him? Because I've read all his books. That's my guy. Yeah. Um, and funny, hope in, in a couple of weeks, I'm hoping we're going to get together. I'm going to be in Austin, which is near where he uh, lives. Um, yeah, this is this is now over a decade ago before this, this the secret came out. Uh, I had, you know, heard about his book, Spiritual Marketing, which later was he expanded in um, turned it into the attractor factor, but, uh, we exchanged a couple of emails and then he asked me to be on a series that he was doing called attract a new car. And he had four calls and I was, and he invited me to be on two of them. I was the only person to be on two of his calls. And, uh, after that, we just, we were talking about how we had a similar take on the law of attraction. And thought, you know, we could create a program. And we created this program called Money Beyond Belief. And it was while we were, uh, we just finished um, recording that program when he got the call to be in the film The Secret. And so that was a very interesting time. <laughs> wow. So maybe you are somehow responsible for the stardom. You know what? I should say that to him. You know. <laughs> I think I'm your good lecture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's crazy because I've actually um I randomly found um that because uh, you know I was I was reading all his books and then when I was done with all his books up to that point 
I remember I was okay. I, I want to look at more resources, and I I did run to um, uh, what's it? Attract a a car now? Yeah, I have it saved on my uh, um, Safari right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually, I I highly recommend those books because he kept it really simple. It was just like, uh, set your intention and visualize or something, and then just surrender or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so he was, you know, he was friends with um, Esther Hicks of Abraham Hicks. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what the law of attraction teachers were saying at that point was decide what you want, imagine it vividly and get into the feeling of it and then trust and let go. And both Joe and I were saying, yes, but there's another step in there of clearing your uncomfortable feelings because none of us are a clean slate. So going back to the example of money, you know, when we say, okay, well, I'm going to imagine having a lot of money and I'm going to feel really good about that. So consciously we're telling ourselves that we're feeling really good about it, but if we have all of these, if we have all these beliefs about money is the root of all evil and things like that, then the energy that we're putting out, we're, we're telling ourselves we're putting out positive energy and the universe is like, no, I'm not buying it. You know? <laughs> so you know, that's one one take on on the money thing with uh, is, is that whole law of attraction thing. And uh, so we were both coming from the same place of, yeah, you need to clear out the 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 negative energy that might be there, the, the blocking energy, Ch clear up those uh, those limiting beliefs about it, whatever, whatever the subject might be. And as you clear up those limiting beliefs, then you're naturally more in vibrational harmony with what you want. And you also just make different choices. So if, you know, for folks who are listening and saying, well, you know, I'm not totally down with the whole law of attraction thing. It's like, okay, then simply look at it from a place of behavior. If I say that I want something, whether it's uh, more money or a relationship or a healthier body, and I have limiting beliefs about that, like um, rich people are greedy or being in a relationship leads to heartbreak or having better health uh, is just going to get me in trouble. People are going to have more expectations of me because when I'm not feeling well, I can get out of stuff that I don't want to do. You know, whatever those is, we, we have these, these beliefs that control our behavior. So when we change our mind about those things and start to see, oh, you know, it would be okay for me to have more money. It would be okay for me to be in a relationship. It would be okay for me to be in better health. In fact, it'd be really good to have those things. We naturally make different choices and take different actions that uh, allow us to create those things. So just from a purely behavioral standpoint, uh, changing our mind about those things is what uh, allows us to experience more of them. And the only reason we don't normally do that when you know we could easily say oh well i'm gonna have better thoughts about money okay now i'm thinking better thoughts about money well we can try that consciously but again most of it's unconscious and our mind wants to keep things familiar so we have a stress response when we start to have a different thought so that's where tapping comes into it because tapping you know if you look at tapping is nothing more than a stress relief technique this is why it's so effective in so many areas because as we tap through these different points, we calm down the stress response. And so if we're thinking about uh, making changes in our life, about our financial situation, about our relationship situation, you know, if, if I say, you know, I want to have, uh, I want to be dating and um, I'm going to go out and I'm going to talk to people. 
Well, if part of me says dating is is dangerous because it'll lead to heartbreak, then I'm going to find it very difficult. I'm going to walk up to say hi to somebody and uh, I'm going to get distracted. Something inside me is going to sabotage me to take me back into my comfort zone because there's a stress response saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't talk to that person. It's going to be a heartbreak. And so I derail myself. So as we tap through, while we talk about relationships and going, oh, you know what? Yeah, you know, I had that really bad breakup. And now that I think of it, that was a good thing because that person was not the right person for me. It's, that was a good thing, you know? So now I'm free to find the right person for me. Or, you know, my parents uh, had a really bad relationship. Okay, but that was them. Some people have bad relationships. Some people have great relationships. And everybody's capable of having great relationships. And so why not me? And we start to see things in a more uh, with more possibility as we clear out that stress response. Yeah. I would say tapping um, or whatever clearing technique you use to clear your subconscious blockages, that is one of the fastest ways to heal yourself because um, I hear a lot on the Twitter community and whatnot, just people are always nowadays, they are woke enough to um, kind of understand that we have, this, we have to do this inner work, this inner healing, but they don't have the, they don't have, I don't think they have the proper tools or techniques like this, like EFT to just really almost radically change these really deep rooted programs that we have within us and this man like i can't stress it enough it, it took a year or two to just completely transform me like no one recognizes just um the, the me of the past like even in school like just i transformed so much through this i go from not being good enough being very shy to just very confident and just being just nowadays i feel um uh, just not superior or supernatural but i feel really extraordinary you know and that is just so drastically different than what i experienced a year or two ago and so i just really uh want people to understand that yeah this eft can just really help, help really really help especially when you go dig deep and find your root traumas and root causes. Yeah, and, and that's that's so awesome, man. And it's that's great that you're sharing your story because it gives folks a lot of hope because so many people feel that, well, this is just how I am. It's how I'm always gonna be. And uh, you know, I'm just not sociable enough and I'm just never gonna be sociable. And so here you are, a great living example of, yes, it, it looks like that, but you can change your mind about yourself. And I, I sometimes think that if people ask me, what do you do? It's like, well, I change people's mind. <laughs> mostly, <laughs> most, mostly about themselves, because that's, that's ultimately what it is. It, is it, it was changing our mind about a lot of things, but mostly what we wanna change our mind about is ourselves, especially because there is this um, prevalent belief about not being good enough and it's just not true. You know, yeah. God, creator, universe, whatever you want to call it, doesn't make junk. <laughs> we Now, some of us are really confused, and, uh, and, and there are people who also have mental illness, 
but uh, but a lot of people, it's just that they're confused. They don't know any better. They've been taught a lot of um, nonsense. So, you know, if you have, uh, if you take a kid and you teach them, uh, you know, that four plus four equals three, and you know, just over and over, four plus four equals three, that's all they're gonna know. So they, this kid goes to school and uh, flunks the math test, <laughs> whereas another kid who was taught that four plus four equals eight passes the math test and the teacher says, oh, well, this kid's brilliant and this kid over here is an idiot. No, both kids are just as smart. It's just that one of them got the wrong information. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost eight o'clock, so we gotta. Oh man, we gotta um, end this interview. But um, real quick, what? Where can people find more information about your work? Uh, thank you. The easiest way is just go to tapwithbrad.com. So tapwithbrad.com has links to all of my resources, uh, my live workshops, my videos. You can you can go on YouTube and look up uh, Tap with Brad or Brad Yates or just EFT, and uh, and you'll find I have right now about eight hundred seventy five videos. So so whatever's bothering you, there's probably a tap for that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, thank you so 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 much for coming on. This is this is crazy because I I look like I, I just you changed my life. So thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for uh, you. I you changed your life. Thank you for being willing to do so, and thank you to everyone listening, who's willing to do so too, because uh, it can make a difference for a lot of people. Thank you.